Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there, and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group. And with us today, we have an extraordinary executive. He's a global executive. He's done training and performance development all over the world. His name is Ryan C. Weiss. He is the president and founder of EPS Zone, which is Effective Performance Strategies. Hey, Ryan. How are you doing today, Lydia? Thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm amazing. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is uh, this is my pleasure. I'm excited about this. So absolutely, absolutely, and I'm excited to share your story with everyone. All the amazing things that you've done, and the ways that you were able to get to the position that you are today, as well as talking about how faith has played a major part in who you are and how you are. So I'm excited to talk about all those things and your book and everything like that. So. Tell us a little bit about Ryan and how you got into the space of helping companies when it comes to processes and performance strategies and things of that nature. Yeah. So thanks for the question. So, yeah. So I first I founded my first company when I was actually 16 years old. My uh, my dad told me he wanted me to go to college, but, you know, five kids in our family. And he's like, you got to find a way to pay for it. So he helped me start my first company. And so I owe a debt of gratitude to my father for uh, sort of helping me get motivated in that way. But mm-hmm. I started my first company when I was 16, paid my way through college, uh, got out with a degree in chemistry, got a degree in finance, and went to work in the corporate world. Uh, ended up moving seven times in 17 years. We moved to wow. Asia and back twice. I got married, have four kids. Uh, so I had great experiences, but uh, but moving all around and uh, moving our kids so many times and stuff, mm-hmm. we wanted to move them back by their cousins, moved back by family. And so I left the corporate world about six and a half years ago now. And uh, by that point, I had reached a point where I was managing large teams of people. I was managing a global technology portfolio of almost $500 million and uh, and kind of walked away from it and wanted to start my own business and do something different. And so that's what I did. I started Effective Performance Strategies and uh, yeah, I don't know how how far into it do we want me to go? Do you want me to sort of tell the story <laughs> of that? Or well, 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 how what made you step away? Like when so, so you were in this corporate job, you said it was pretty. I'm sure it's pretty lucrative. I'm sure you're making quite a bit of money. What what was the desire? What made you want to walk away from that in the first place and start your own thing? Yeah, so there were there were two things. One was I was looking back at uh, having started my first company. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that again. That's exciting to me. It was drawing me. Um, So there's sort of a personal side to it. And about the same time, actually, my son, who's 20 now, he looked at me and he said, dad, I don't want to make any friends here. This was after we had just moved for the seventh time. So I don't want to make any friends here because I'll have to say goodbye. And uh, so it was like the knife in the heart just sort of twisting. And I'm like, oh, my word, right? Like, 
I want to move him back by family. And you know what, maybe I'm putting too much faith and confidence in, in, you know, in the work that I do and right. I need to really focus on family. This, the second piece of it was sort of a, a, a faith journey of, you know, stepping away from what was perceived as a secure biweekly paycheck and annual bonuses and those type of things. And, uh, and saying, all right, you know what, let's take a step out and, and, uh, and see what this looks like. And right. so those things kind of combined together. And, uh, and I left the corporate world, uh, I think it was March of, oh, what year would it have been? 2016, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. So about six years ago. And you've just been working for yourself ever since. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And at Effective Performance Strategies, what are some of the services you provide to clients? Yeah, so we help organizations with training, with strategic alignment, and we also have an outsourced service team. So I've got now nine employees in the um, working for me in finance and accounting and uh, business intelligence, data analytics. So we that team has been growing rapidly actually this past year or so. But almost all of those people used to work for me in my corporate role when I was in the Philippines. Um, so I've, I've started recruiting and uh, bringing that team back together again. And uh, so I've got a great level of confidence, great team, and uh, and we're doing some fun stuff. So That's awesome. That's awesome how you're able to kind of bring them all back together like that. And relationships are a big part of building a business, especially as an entrepreneur, right? You want to make sure you have the relationships in place. You know who people are. You're able to kind of some bring them in and some help help you in other ways. That's amazing that you're able to maintain those relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that became more and more obvious to me in starting my company. It was really not just about the services you provide or the value you create, but relationships with clients, relationships with uh, employees, relationships, even with family, Uh, having the support of your family and friends is super critical when you're an entrepreneur to, uh, to sort of navigate life together. And uh, and so I, I agree 100% with you, Lydia, that relationships are the core of all of this. Yes, yes. And let's speak about some of those um, support systems. So like you spoke of, because essentially your company is a support system for others in a, in a big sense, in a big way. So when someone is in a place where they started their business and they're running across some performance issues or anything like that, and of course, they want to look to the team around them, but they need support as well. How do they see you as someone who comes in and becomes part of that fabric of that company to be able to help them and trust that you can get them to where they need to be? Yeah. So building building trust with clients is absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a big part of what I do and how I sort of started my business was really looking at process. I mean, my degrees are in chemistry and finance. I'm like a process guy, right? Um, so thinking not just about process, but also about people and how people interact with process right. really was sort of the, the light bulb moment for me that um, my sort of original equation was that I'm going to solve the world's problems by just fixing all the processes. And what I learned is that you can't do that if people don't agree with the process, if people don't uh, sort of align with the process and understand it and and uh, and support it, you know, understand the context of it or the purpose of it. If people don't engage with the process, then you're never going to get where you want to go. Mm, right, right. Because they have to understand where they are and where they're trying to be, of course. But then also processes are there to help kind of streamline some of the things and kind of make sure the customer experience as well 
um, yeah. continues to be the same for each person because you want to be able to scale and build and also want to make sure people get the same experience each time they come. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have those processes in place in order to do so. Yeah. So my mantra has really become that clearly aligned processes should enable your team or your people to perform, right? To create value and ultimately fulfill your organization's purpose. So sort of a long sentence there, but clearly aligned processes are the foundation. They should enable your people to perform. So if we think about it the opposite way, a lot of times organizations look at performance metrics, the outputs of what they're getting, and then they try to drive everything else as a result. And uh, and what I started realizing is perform, you know, processes and people are what build the foundation of enabling your organization to perform, to create value and fulfill your purpose. So there's no doubt that each organization should have, I've, I've got what I call the P5 rocket. So you heard a lot of P's okay. in there, right? The perform or the uh, the purpose of your organization, I really think of that as the nose cone. Are you, you know, where is the nose cone of your organization focused? Where is it pointing? Right. If it's pointing in the wrong direction, then pretty sure that you're going to end up in the wrong place. So your purpose of your organization, where do you want to go and why do you want to go there? Right. Your product then is the uh, the payload of your rocket ship, right? It's the, how do you create value for others? Whether it's a charitable organization or a for-profit business, right? How do you create value for others? That's the payload or the uh, product of your business. Right. And then the next level down, I've got sort of the performance of your business, your your dashboard, that GPS saying, where are we today? And are right. we on track to go where we want to go, right? The, the performance of your business. The next layer down is your people. So sort of thinking about the uh, the astronauts, the uh, the oh. ground crew, the people on your rocket ship, right? Are, are are they able to perform? And the way that they're able to perform is by having good processes um, that uh, that should enable them to perform, to create value, to fulfill your organization's purpose. So that's how right. all of it lines out together, and um, and that's what I just have fun doing is helping organizations get that aligned and and keep it going in the right direction. That's awesome. And, and I love what you said about how having processes in place actually help them, the team to be able to not only know where they are, but where they're trying to go. But it's it's like a blueprint, essentially. It's, it's like a map or a blueprint that they can follow and it, it puts them at ease. And they also make sure they don't miss any steps because no. sometimes there's steps that get missed. And then in that process, you you it could one like you said a little pivot on that rocket ship like when we were talking earlier if the little tail of that process is going the wrong way the whole thing is off course yeah right exactly. right so it's the same way with the processes so it's very important to have processes in your business so w- what is your process when it comes to walking into a, a business and helping them do you interview the staff or the team or the leaders or what is your process in making sure you know what you're walking into yourself yeah so I, <coughs> excuse me. I, I really like to use that P5 rocket model that uh, I actually just I wrote a wrote a book about it recently. How to you know from orangutan to rocket scientist, how to lead and engage your team. But I, I like to ask those questions about what is the purpose of your organization? Where are you trying to go, and why are you trying to go there? Yeah. How do you create value? Um, you know, how do you measure performance? Do you have metrics in place? You know, who are the people? Do you have the right people in the right seats on your rocket ship? And uh, and do you have processes that are documented and actually followed by the people who need to follow them? So I ask a lot of questions around these these five core principles 
to uh, to really start understanding and getting to know uh, what I call the intersection of people and process. Because there's no doubt that when I go into an organization, even small startup organizations start to define processes, start to create processes. But the, the big question is, do people follow those processes? Do they actually read them? Do they right. understand them? Do they actually follow them? Do the right. processes themselves work? Or are people all taking shortcuts? They're like, you know, you may have had situations in the past where you get trained by somebody and they're like, well, here's what the process documentation says. Well, let me show you how we really do it. Right. And right, right. And as soon as that moment happens, then all the processes that you put all this effort into are no longer valid. They're no longer mm. valuable. And uh, and so making sure the intersection of people and process is really where the action happens. Um, so I learned along the way that I couldn't use just chemistry and finance and math and process. Um, that stuff doesn't work if people don't buy into it, if people don't exactly. support it, if people yeah. aren't part of it. So asking a lot of questions around that to really make sure that we're aligning and putting in place really practical solutions, not just some theoretical process that could work in a textbook. Let's put something in place that will actually work and enable your team. Absolutely. And hopefully you do follow those processes and such, because um, that that can be a, a drawback of being an entrepreneur or a CEO, or sometimes you feel like, or you, you get in your own way by thinking you know it all, you know, the best way. Um, and then, like you said, making sure that the team follows it. What are some ways you can keep their team accountable by and, and without micromanaging in a sense? Because that's what a process will help them do is not no longer micromanage. But how do you do that? Yeah. So one of the things I learned and when I was managing almost 200 people in the Philippines, we uh, I, I actually had one of my employees come up to me. She was the top manager who worked for me there. And she came up to me one day and she said, boss, don't you trust me? Mm. I really had to reflect on that, right? It's like, wow, right? My my top employee is asking me, boss, don't you trust me? Wow. And I had to dig into that and understand what do you mean, right? What does that mean? And uh, and I started realizing that I was micromanaging. I was, you know, I had grown, you know, the, my level of responsibility over a pretty large team and uh, and I was micromanaging all of these processes and trying to get in, and I wasn't trusting the people. So we created something that I call now QVS, which is quality, value and speed. And outside of my office, we put a little a little bulletin board, a little uh, cork board outside of my office. And every one of my teams had to come up with a way that they measured quality, value and speed for their process. OK. And, uh, and then they had to update it every month. And at first there was, there was some resistance. There were some questions like, what does that mean? You know, they're like, boss, what does that mean? Right. Like what metrics do you want us to use? And I said, no, I want you all to come up with it because transferring that ownership from the, from leadership to the teams that are actually doing the work and, and having them come up with the most important things, the most important metrics for them in terms of quality, value, and speed is really important for them to be able to own it and feel it and want to improve in those areas. Mm. Uh, so we basically had this matrix that was that was outside of my office with uh, eight or nine teams. You know, as as the teams grew, we kind of kept adding to them. But then, how do they measure quality, value, and speed? And what experiments are they going to do this month to try to improve in those areas? 
Okay. And uh, and then I just held, started holding them accountable for updating those and putting their experiments up there on a monthly basis. And all of the teams just kept improving and improving and improving because they started taking ownership of it rather than me telling them what to do and trying to be involved. So look, I want you to take ownership of it and to build what you know needs to be done in your process. And I just found that to be transformative and helpful in our relationships. And that uh, that top manager ended up taking over for me and she got promoted to Germany and her, oh, wow. her career just kept growing after that. But at that moment, she was ready to quit. She thought I might fire her. She was like, she was, she tells me, right? she's like, I was nervous to approach you and ask you that question. Wow. But it was transformational for me because right, I started looking right. at it and saying, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why am I trying to be, you know, do all these things for everybody? And uh, and I realized that building the right framework for people to succeed in is in, in transferring that ownership to them was so much more successful. Right. And, uh, right. and that's why I love to share with other people. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing because that is truly, truly important because so much time, so many times we're trying to do everything ourselves. We're in multiple hats and people take pride in that for some reason. They take pride in, oh, I worked so hard. I'm grinding. I'm making things happen. And they take such pride in that. And it's, 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 you don't have to live that way. You can, you have people around you that can support you and be able to help get things further faster, like you're saying, um, if you just trust in them and believe in them and just give them the chance to do it. I struggle with that myself, Ryan. I'll be honest. Oh. Because I'm, I'm people. I'm one of those people who thinks sometimes like my way is the best way. But yeah. um, I, I'm learning and always learning to be able to delegate and to give the things that I know to other people a chance to do it because while I may be good at a lot of things they are good at their one thing which makes them a specialized expert in that area so it'll be a better quality product like you're like you were saying and I think you mentioned something really important in there is sort of that pride of entrepreneurship and uh and I know I, I shared with you earlier today that you know, it's not always easy. I think sometimes folks look at entrepreneurs and they're like, yes. oh, they're making money or they you know, or they have the bravery to do it or whatever. But um, but there were moments, right, when I walked away from that corporate role um, a few years in that, uh, that I lost a client and the pride that I had wrapped up in mm-hmm. my ability to provide and my ability to do all this stuff on my own um, was really bruised. It was damaged. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I went through a period of, of depression and anxiety that I'm like, who am I as a person? And what does this all mean? And how do I create value and, and those types of things? And uh, and at the time I was looking at like, you know, God, why are you doing this to me? Like, what, you know, what am I supposed to be learning and, and all those types of things? But what I what I learned from it was that just about a year later, when COVID hit, I'll never forget the day, March 13th of 2020. Mm-hmm. I was driving home from my last business trip in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I was driving. And every client that I had, every single client called me and said, Ryan, you got to stop your project. We're not going to, you know, COVID's here and you can't come on site. I lost every client that I had that day. Wow. And looking at it, looking at it now, I look back and I think, you know, God was teaching me a lesson, preparing wow. me for like, I'm going to take all your customers away from you. And then what are you going to do? And I'm like, all right, well, what I'm going to do is write a book and I'm going to become virtual and I'm going to you know, spend more time with my family and and reprioritize. Right. And, uh, and that gave me the opportunity to do all those things. But it was also painful. I think, you know, sometimes when people go into entrepreneurship, they they look at the hopes and dreams 
But there's Absolutely. also these challenges, these ups and downs of the roller coaster. And uh, in navigating that, you've got to have a support system in place to, uh, you know, emotionally, physically, financially, all those things got to come together because you've got a team relying on you, you've got a exactly. family relying on you, you've got clients relying on you. And getting all that stuff right can be hard, but it can be so rewarding when you uh, when you get through it. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because, uh, again, a lot of people see entrepreneurs and these successful people who are out here branding themselves and positioning themselves as experts. And it you, because you don't know what they went through, you think it's just that simple. Like, yeah. you're going to just be this amazing person once you get into business. And then you hit those roadblocks or you hit those obstacles and then you want to give up because no one told you. So thank you for sharing that because I think that's very important for people to understand. It's not all roses yeah. on the road to or the road to entrepreneurship. It's not all flowers and roses and and just m- mist of magical dust or something. It's <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough. And having that support system, having coaches, having consultants, having experts around you, people like yourself who are able to help them put together those processes to make sure that they are running an effective and efficient business is extremely important. When would you say it's the best time for them to pull someone like you in? Yeah. So I think the, the most successful clients that I've got are, are, are folks who have reached a roadblock, whether it's a sort of a plateau to their growth, or they've reached some point of frustration where they don't feel that they've got the consistency that they want or the consistency that they need in order to continue to scale and grow. So, uh, so folks who have really reached that point where they feel that they've got some misalignment in their team or they've got some frustration going on, maybe they've got multiple departments now and there's some conflict between departments oh, knowing wow. who's responsible for what, who's accountable, you know, how do you align those processes together? Uh, those types of things are really important. It's, right. you know, when I talk with organizations, they, if I talk to a manager of a department and ask them, you know, how good are your processes in your department? What I'll often hear is, well, my processes are really good. And then they'll follow it with sort of this dot, dot, dot. If um, only the other departments would give me what I need. And if only right? um, in, in an organization, that doesn't mean your processes are good. Your processes aren't robust enough to collaborate with other departments. That's, that's actually a problem. That's not just something that you can look at and say, well, my processes are good, but the other departments, right? They they their processes are broken, so I don't get what I need. So right. Then you become part of the problem, right? Right. Your department's part of the problem. So as organizations grow to that point where they need alignment between departments, they need alignment between people, um, and they really need to look at their uh, what I'll call sort of holistic process, the context right. of of how their organization operates, and then get those processes and people aligned together to perform. That's that's really the point. So, uh, you know, I've worked with very small clients, you know, almost startup type clients, all the way up to pretty large, you know, half a billion dollar a year revenue wow. companies that are building warehouses and building industrial parks and stuff. Right. So, um, really, anywhere along the journey, you can run into those roadblocks where you're like, our processes and people just aren't clicking together, and and we're not being as effic- effective and efficient as we as we could be. That's awesome. That's awesome to know that they can call on you at any point in the process. And if they want to find you, they could go to Ryan Wet, RyanWise.com. Ryan is, oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's,
Right. In the middle Ryan's initials in there. Yep. That's one way. And so that's R Y A N C W E I S S dot com. That's right. <laughs> and then they can also go to ESP, I'm sorry, EPSZone.com to be able to learn more, which is effective performance strategies. And that's so that's EPSZone.com to learn more about how they help great businesses fuel growth and drive po- profitability through people alignment and development. And alignment is everything. And not only just within the organization, but alignment with yourself, understanding what your vision is, what your purpose is, because the more that you know about you and who you are, the best of yourself you can bring to any project, any team, any company. So all of that is important as well, which is why I was happy to hear your story of how you were able to really just figure out who you were. Cause that's what that was, was happening essentially, right? Is you between your corporate job and figuring out if you want to go out on your own, you had a, a moment where you're trying to figure out who are you, who is Ryan? What does Ryan want? How do I want to be seen by my family, by the people around me? What does that look like? And once you figured it out, you were able to branch out and take that leap of faith. So as you said, and go for it and you did it <laughs> and are doing it. So that's yeah. amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, yes. And you were saying you have four amazing children and a wife. So what? how do they see Ryan now, with, now that you're <laughs> in your business, you have your company? How do they see you now? Oh, so they, I mean, so our, our older three children all sort of experienced most of those moves. I mean, they were born in Kansas City. They've moved all over the place. And uh, our twins are now, you know, they they both graduated. So one of them's in Florida, one of them's in Colorado. And, uh, and they're starting to build their own lives. And um, so sort of that, you know, seeing the the corporate world, seeing the, you know, developing my own business, you know, and them being a part of it has been really important, I think, to, uh, to experience different cultures, different places, but also see uh, sort of the sacrifices that we have to make in life. And sometimes those sacrifices are for family, for faith, for friends, for finances. You know, right. we uh, we we have to. We're a human being who's just doing the best we can in life, and so That's I think uh, it's been amazing having them join us on on that journey. And then uh, our 15 year old here at home still, and our eight year old who uh, she's she was actually born in the Philippines, and she's just growing up fast and sort of you know seeing it. And she you know so yeah. she sees the challenges of balancing the Zoom meetings and travel and you know all, all these things. Yeah. So, uh, so they're kind of living it, but, uh, uh, and my wife has been super supportive in all of it. So it's, uh, it's great to have a support system like that. That's amazing. And I'm not, I'm sure everyone can't see, but you have all this money behind you from different countries, different places. I think it's so cool. Cause I have little, I have some in my house too. So I keep some of the, the dollars whenever I go somewhere, where are some of the places you've been? Yeah. So I think I I figured a while back that I've traveled to something like 20 different countries. And um, when we lived in Singapore, uh, traveled to Indonesia, Malaysia, Hong Kong, China, Vietnam, um, Japan, Korea. So I traveled extensively in uh, in Asia. Uh, And then when we lived in the Philippines, I actually had people reporting to me in, uh, in South America or Central America, really in Mexico and also in Slovakia. So I used to get to uh, get to Europe quite a bit and uh and had had the ability to travel around Europe so it's uh yeah it's it's part of what defines me sort of the yeah. all the places I've been able to blessed to be able to travel and the people that I've met along the way 
And uh, so, yeah, so I've kind of collected the currency, but I also think about the relationships and the people that I've met in all those places as a, as a reminder, because, uh, you know, all of our cultures and stuff may be different a little bit in some ways, but we're also all humans who are looking to provide for families to, you know, navigate life and uh, navigate the context of our cultures and faith and, and those things that make us human. So um, I'm just so honored and humbled to have met so many great people along along the journey of life so oh i know that feeling I, I wake up every day and i'm like oh my god i'm so blessed so blessed so but you attract them so kudos to you for being who you are because whoever you are and the the way you carry yourself you draw those kinds of amazing people to you because you're amazing as well so that's oh, that's a reflection <laughs> of who you are so <laughs> So keep being who you are, keep growing, keep developing, keep creating processes and helping people align, but also keep keep aligning yourself because that's what that's where it really starts. It starts with you and to see you being able to help others become better because of who you are. That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Again, if you want to learn more about Ryan and the amazing work he's doing, go and go to ryancwise.com. That's R. Y-A-N-C-W-E-I-S-S.com. Or you can go to his business um, corporation website, which is EPSZone.com, which is Effective Performance Strategies. Thank you so much again, Ryan, for being on the show and for sharing your amazing story with all of us. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much, Lydia, for having me on. I sincerely appreciate it. Absolutely. So everyone stay tuned next time for Leaders on the Rise, where we talk to more leaders about their rise and their stories on their journey. Tune in next time. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.